Uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Eclap. Of course, it's me, your host, Paolo. And for today's episode, you know, we want to continue our... Sorry, one second. Camera, there we go. We want to continue our Pride Month, um, you know, uh, episodes. And today we have another great uh, guest for today's episode. But before I continue, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Masquemore Manila, Swagat Indian Cuisine, and uh, Derm Nature. So like what I mentioned, uh, with Eclap, every time it's June, you know, Pride Month, we want to have the whole month focused on, you know, LGBT individuals. And we've been doing that since um, season one. And now, you know, we're more human-based, we're more people-based. And for today's guest, she is actually a mother. She's an LGBT person. She's part of the LGBT community and she's a mother. And we'll get to talk about her story, you know, like um, her life and all these things and the struggles of being a parent who's part of the LGBT community here in the Philippines, right? So before I tell you who she is, I will just, you know, introduce her to all of you. So give me one second because this person's really like, you know, when I heard that she was, or sorry, not really was, sorry, that she is a, a mother, you know, and part of the LGBT community, I was like, wow, that, that must be very difficult in the Philippines. Because of course, you know, if she was abroad, it wouldn't be as, I mean, that's my assumption. But of course, when we talk to her, uh, we will find out more. So she is part of the LGBTQIA community. She's a transgender woman and a single mom. She was born in Isabella, which I, that's pretty cool, uh, but raised and nurtured in the highlands of Benguet. And she is currently living in Baguio City. She is the you know eldest among her siblings. So she is an Igorota and an Ilocana by blood. Her roots and origin, including her culture, are well diverse. And she can speak and understand six native dialects in the highlands, which is pretty cool. We're going to talk to her about that. She graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, majoring in business, Jesus Christ, at the University of Cordilleras. And she finished her technical courses at Informatics Baguio. So I won't um, wait for long. I would like to introduce to all of you uh, in the lab for the very first time, Ara Mondragon Fantalion. So, hey, Ara. Hello, everyone. And uh, thank you so much for having me. All right, so Ara, uh, you know, you had a great introduction, very professional. Like if I was on LinkedIn and I saw that, I mean, that's something I would assume would be seen on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with LinkedIn. But why don't you tell us more about yourself in a way that not a lot of people know about you? I always ask this on, of my guests, like basically fun facts about Ara that not a lot of people know about. Well, um, it cannot be Most part of your introduction, by the way. Uh, it has to be something <laughs> not in the introduction. So you cannot cheat your way out of this. I don't know. Actually, um, my life is an open book, I would say. Because uh, um, every time or uh, any event of my life, um, most of my close friends, relatives, um, they, they knew about it. And okay. uh, for, uh, for any uh, plans and uh, my life, I would say na it's it's open i mean okay let, let me help you out uh okay why don't you tell us your favorite book because i see that you I have, have like a couple of books behind you so i assume you you read unless if that's only for display no i i have a lot and uh i i i don't know what to choose but uh the great why don't you, why don't you put it up and show it to us like the book that you'll eventually choose like why don't you show it to us so that we can okay. choose any of them 
Okay, I think Ara is feeling pressured right now. <laughs> She's probably like, these people are gonna judge me if I choose a silly book or something. I don't have the book here, actually. Oh, okay, if you don't have it, it's fine. Why don't you tell us the title and who wrote it? I mean, just so that you know, if, I, if people want to read it after. Uh, the best book that uh, I, I really appreciate the most is yeah. um, The Testament by John Grisham. Oh, okay. I did not, I haven't heard that book. I mean, the title of that book in such a long, why? Okay. That's very interesting. Okay. The Testament by John Grisham. All right. Yes. Because it's not just about uh, you choosing to be happy. It's uh, for me, uh, the moment I I read that book, uh, it actually uh, says something about um, what you can do something that you can share that uh a legacy that uh will uh that people will remind you by the time that you're gone so um it's been a long time that i've i've read that book and it's not here other friends of mine were uh they borrowed it and up until now it's not here (laughs) (laughs) okay but wow all right i didn't i didn't expect that okay how about this um favorite song none Non OPM. Non OPM. Yeah. Um, because I have a feeling you have a lot of OPM songs that you like, but I'm curious, like what what international song do you like? A lot. There's okay, a lot. How about, of- <laughs> okay. How about artists? How many change it to artists? Like, who's your favorite international artist? International artist, I don't have. Like for singers, you know? Oh, for singers. Yeah, yeah, like I meant artists as in like singer artists, sorry. I think oh well. Um singer artist. Oh. There is a lot, but I would appreciate the song itself. Okay. Once I, I, I've heard the song, then I would appreciate it. Okay. But uh for any particular artist, um a lot of them. One that I can um Sure. Okay, I'm I'm opening my Spotify right now. <laughs> I, I think you're like, shoot, what did I get myself into? I can't <laughs> me into this. I'm because I'm not this. expecting it. <laughs> like if I say my favorite artist is the one who sang Gangnam style, I know they're going to judge me. So I'm gonna pretend and look for a different artist than my Spotify. I don't even know them personally. Because, I mean, I don't know my favorite artists personally. But come on, Ara. I mean, just just choose one. No one's going to judge you. Maybe except for my Love someone, Lucas Graham. Okay. Sorry, who? Lucas Graham. Love. Um, I love the song. Love someone. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not familiar, but I'll definitely give it a listen. So. You know, that's great to hear from you. Okay, one last question. Okay, and I think this is an easy one. Like, I don't think you'll have a difficult time. Mm. So I myself, I, I love Baguio City. Like, for me, I consider Baguio my second home. So, you know, I would always just stay in um, Session Road. Um, I'd stay in Hotel Venice just because, you know, walking distance. I can walk to SM Baguio. Yes. I can walk to the whole... I mean, I can walk anywhere. I can even walk to... Uh, Shoot, what's the name of that street? Oh man, 
Is there like a street called Kidlat? Not Kidlat. It starts with a K, but it's not Kidlat. Give me a street in Baguio. I think so. But what's the name of the street there? It starts with the letter K in Baguio. Um, where Kidlat is situated. No, but not Kidlat. It's not really Kidlat. It's something. Ah, oh, great. One second. Um, Baguio streets that start with the letter K. Okay, let's see. Uh-huh. Kisad there. Kisad Road pala. Kisad Road. I, yeah, sorry, it's not a street. It's a road. My bad. So anyway, I love Baguio so much. But let's say, for example, um, you have a friend from Manila who's never been to Baguio, right? And he says, hey, Ara, um, I'm going to go to Baguio for the very first time. Could you, like, show me around or, or something like that, right? So, you know, he, he or she arrives in Baguio. Where's the first place you would take them? Let's assume they've never been to Baguio before. Well, um, I would love to uh, tour them around. Um, yeah, like first place. Not specifically in Baguio. Uh, we Maybe. have a lot of tourist destinations, actually, uh, okay. that are not just uh, within the city proper. Yeah. Like Yaran um, Cave, for one. Um, somewhere in Atok, we have a lot of tourist destinations there. Um, but, like, what's the first place you take them to? Like, I mean, you can generalize and say, oh, I'll bring them here. But, like, what's the first place? Like, for you, place. yeah, like, if this is your first time in Baguio, I'll take you to this spot first. Well, the nearest um, area that I would prefer, of course, for them uh, for them to enjoy the city view, it would yeah. be in Burnham Park first. And after that, I would start from there, um, going out, the uh, outskirts of Baguio. Okay, so Burnham Park. Okay, that's a that's a fair answer. So, you know, Ara, um, it's great having you here. I'm glad that we're able to get to know you a bit more, and we'll get to know you a bit more later. So it is Pride Month, right? And I'm just curious, how is Pride Month celebrated in Baguio? Because I've never been... Okay, not really... Have I? I don't think so. But I don't think I've ever been to Baguio during the month of June. I've been there like Jan, Feb, March. Think of any other month, but I've never been there during June. Wait, sorry, when is the Panabenga Festival, by the way? January. That oh, yeah. Early, uh, yeah. So I've been there January. Okay. So I've been to Baguio any month except for June out of bad luck. But how's mm -hmm. Pride Month celebrated in Baguio City? You know what? It's a good thing that uh, Baguio has started planning uh, for Pride Month celebration. Um, I think it's been a long time that uh, we, uh, we do not have any specific event for uh, uh, Pride Month. Uh, specifically, um, if uh, we have some uh, celebrations or any uh, specific events allocated for uh, the LGBT plus community, they just started just now, uh, just this month. And for wow. this year, for this year. This year? Yes. Wow. They just started. Um, I, I just saw some, uh, I, I saw some, Post related to it, that uh, they are um, covering some event. There would be a Pride March on the, on the twenty fifth, okay. and uh, some other uh, events as well. Like uh, there would be a singing contest. I think there there is even a pageant, if I'm not mistaken. But they just started just this year. So where's the Pride Month? A uh, Pride Month? Pride March going to be? Where where, where will they do it? Yes, it would be on the 25th. 
No, no. I mean, where? Like, where in Baguio will it start? Will it end? Um, it will start um from upper session. For okay. what I know, it is from to, to uh, <laughs> the Pagbenga. <laughs> to Burnham Park only. That's like a five-minute no. walk. <laughs> uh, I think they were. Uh, they will go around the city. Uh, going down to Session Road to Mabini, uh, going to SLU. So, oh, okay. So that's a pretty good yeah. distance. So that's a pretty good it's, distance. It's a long distance. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pretty good. I mean, that would take a while. So are you planning to join the singing contest? Actually, on the 25th, um, our company has a plan on traveling to Manila to, event, to attend some event with the Pride uh, Parade. So Ooh, I, I might not be uh, I might not be here in Baguio that time. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay, so why would your company decide to you know to to go down to Manila? Why not celebrate it there? I mean, you guys are are there and all. You know what? Uh, uh, what I really love the most with my current job right now and the company itself. Um, to recognize the LGBT, uh, LGBT plus community. And we have this uh, kind of organization which we call the Out and Open Philippines that uh, they uh, focused on self-actualization and divulging uh, the LGBT plus community to attend and uh, at the same time to, uh, to learn more about um, the LGBT uh, plus community members and allies. And uh, aside from um, a lot of events, um, I feel like uh, I am secured and uh, there is a recognition in terms of um, any uh, uh, gender. There are no discrimination, I would say. So that's the best part that I really love the most with my current job right now. Right, that's good to hear. But I'm curious, Like, uh, let's assume that you would be in Baguio. Would you join the same contest? Mickey told me that you're a good singer. No, I'm not a good singer. <laughs> why? Why do I do I have a hard time believing you? Because when Mickey says you are me, I kind of believe her. So no, I don't sing. I don't dance. I I am just good in. So you never. Uh, so, so you've never done karaoke in your life. No. Come on. No, no. Come on. No, not I, even I, I, during a company outing, not even once. No. You know what? Um, my friend would uh, would sing, would join those karaoke, um, no but I, I'm not participating. I'm just there to um as their fan and <laughs> to go with so the you, group. No, wait, wait, wait. So you've never karaoke ever in your life, not even once. Oh, I I I, ne I I attended because of my friends love to go with the karaoke bar, but never that I I I am Are not you Filipino. I mean, can you be Filipino and not done karaoke? I mean, look, I'm probably one of the worst singers of all time, but I've done karaoke a few times. So okay, fine, fine. Supposedly you're not good at karaoke. Um, but okay, so you know, going back to the serious stuff, right? So you mentioned that in Baguio in the past, they never really celebrated Pride Month, unlike this year, you know, where they have like an event, a pageant, sing contest, and all these things. So 
you know, you mentioned that you grew up in Isabella. I mean, sorry, you were born in Isabella, but you really grew up in Benguet, or maybe sorry, did you grow up in Baguio City itself, or is there a different part of Benguet where you grew up? I grew up in the municipality of Tuba. Oh wow! Okay, that that's Tuba legit. Right? I I know the place, but of course I've never been there. But um, all right. So how was it um growing up? Because here's the thing I want to ask you now. Um, you know, transgender women have always been women. You know what I mean? Uh, yes. They've always been women, but I guess it's more of a discovery more than anything else. Or I guess a realization. Because you know how, you know, in the Philippines, right, we don't really teach soji at a young age, right? Um, if you're lucky, your university will teach it to you. But at what age did you realize that, hey, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a boy, I'm a, I'm a girl. Yeah, thing. So when did you realize this? It's just recently, actually. <clears throat> Sorry. It's just recently that like I, I were you talking about. Yeah. That I transitioned back in 2019. So oh, three years ago. Yeah, it is very recent. But you know, um what is very challenging here, um the culture, the religion, and the uh, your family, relatives, the norm itself, it's very challenging that uh, being uh, the first child of the family and the eldest, you are expected to uh, be a role model and uh, um, at the same time be, uh, being a role model and uh, it seems that there is already an obligation for you um the moment that i graduated i i told my mom to hang um I, I i told her um i think this is not me and uh it's time for me to choose myself it's it's been a long time so it's just recently that i transitioned so so with that um when you were growing up no because I, I've spoken to you know other transgender individuals in my you know my podcast in the past. Mm. Um, actually, last week, uh, last Thursday, I had this lady. I had this lady named Albion Rivalde. She was the Miss Trans Global winner last year, yes. and she told me that she actually came out as non-binary first. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, Ara. I'm still struggling with the idea of non-binaryism, uh, just because I find it. I mean, I I, I mean I, I find it very complicated. That's just for me. Because like you know, when you're transgender, right? It's it's easy for someone like me to understand because that means that you know you're born in the wrong body, and you know you feel differently from what you see. I mean, that's the most simplest way to 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 explain it, right? But you mentioned, but when you were growing up, did you come out first as you know gay, bi, or what was your story? Sorry, what I'm basically asking here is, what is your story when you're growing up? Like, did you you know? Did you ever well, confused or for, whatever? What what happened? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I I know for a fact that um, I am not a man back then, of course. Yeah. And uh, I started as a bi. And uh, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Later, um, when I I I was at, um, of course, I I had some relationships too. But it never worked out. There's something that uh, I, I feel like this is not me. Yeah. So, both men and women. Okay. yes, both men and women. 
So, oh, I I feel like this is not me. So why why would I choose this if this is not what I want? This is not what I feel. So since uh, being the eldest, I was told that okay, um, so long as you you finish your study, um, you can live on your own, you can establish your own then you can do whatever you want so I, I stick to the point that okay um there's a deal so i think i have to finish this and then after that then i can go on do, do what you want yes because, but you may ask though um and this may be a bit too personal for me to ask so if it is you don't have to answer it um and we could just move on but right now, are you a are you a straight transgender woman? Or are you still a bisexual transgender woman? I'm a straight transgender woman. So you only like men. Yes. So when did you? Sorry, because you're like the first ever um, person. I, because I, I'm going to be frank with you, Albion was the first person who told me that she came out as non-binary. But the others usually say they came out first as gay. So you're like the first ever transgender woman I've met who came out first as bi. So I'm just wondering, I mean, what attracted to you before to both men and women? But then now you realize, oh no, I only like men. Like, how did that happen? And I'm sorry if I'm I'm asking you like you're some sort of um uh anomaly or anything like that. It's just it's super interesting your your story. So how did that go about? Well I would say that uh it's like I am um I am exploring or knowing myself more. Like, I don't even know myself back then. I I don't even know how to how to react, how to express myself, and uh, I ha- I don't even know how to accept the fact. Up until a such time that, oh my God, this is not you. Why not choose to be you this time? So, uh, my point is. It's no longer about you um, uh, living in a shadow as expected by others, as your family and relatives dictates, as on how you live your life. But it's it's all about you choosing yourself this time. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I thought you were going to add to that, but wow. Okay, so. Okay, so you you recently, you know, transitioned, you know, three years ago. And, you know, you're saying it's about choosing yourself, loving yourself, and all these things. But what pushed you, though? Sorry, wait, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, you're a bit older than I thought. I thought you were, like, 22 or something, but okay. So you're turning 27. Uh, You finished studying probably, what, 21, give or take, right? 21. Yeah, I mean, university, not your master's or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but what pushed you to transition though? Because again, I I understand the whole loving yourself, choosing yourself and all of that. But was there an event in your life or was there a moment of maybe clarity wherein you're like, you know what, I, I am a woman and I want to, you know, I want to transition the way I want to transition, you know, maybe, you know, start wearing feminine clothing and all these things. But what triggered that? 
Um, you mean like what is the reason why I I choose to transition? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, to my understanding, no, Aaron, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But you can be transgender without transitioning. Yes, of course. Right. I mean, because there's some people we're in, they just can't afford it. There's some people we're in, their situation doesn't allow them. And, you know, a, a myriad of, um, you know, reasons, right? And they're all valid and you all have to respect their reasons why they can't transition. So whether, you know, you can look feminine or not, if you feel in your heart and in your mind that you're a woman, then you are a woman, right? But what made you decide to, to take the brave step of transitioning? Um, first, I would like to uh, point out something about that. Uh, yeah. In terms of uh, uh, transitioning, either it's a social transitioning or physical transitioning, are not actually required for you to uh, claim or as a validity for being a transgender woman. Yeah. Either you will transition physically or socially, but um, your validity to claim for being a trans woman, that is enough. It's not... Uh, a requirement for you to uh, physically transition. Um, accepting the fact here in the Philippines that most people and uh, within the society, um, what they knew and what they understand about transgender women are those people that uh, who transition. There are physical changes, which is not supposed to be um for us that is not even required for you to claim the validity of being a transgender woman but um for me the reason why i i did uh, choose transitioning is because aside from myself it would be um I don't know if uh, I'm <laughs> I'm ready to disclose that, but it was if you're uh, not, someone. <laughs> I mean, we, we could we could um we could uh we can skip ahead if it, if you want. I mean, I I don't want to to put you in an uncomfortable position now. So you know, if you want to skip this, we can skip it. It's not a problem. Yeah, um, but yes, you're correct that there is a reason why I just tra transition. And uh, that person was able to help me a lot, was able to uh, teach me on how to uh, love myself more. And uh, that's the reason why I transitioned back then. But sad to say, uh, are you okay? Do you want? Do you want to get? Rid of, do you want to get like a shot of something? I'm so sorry. I mean. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. If I knew it was a touchy subject, I I would have really skipped that. No, but I, I, you're okay, right? Maybe you, do you want to take like a glass of water or something, or a cup of anything? I'm good. You're good. Oh, okay. So, all right. So go. So going ahead, no. So you you transitioned recently, and right now you are single mom. You, you mentioned that in your introduction, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So. I kind of want to get a bit um, more personal with this, right? So I guess the first thing I want to ask you is, why did you decide to become a mother? Because that's something that is very difficult, 
I mean, even even if you're a cisgender woman, right? Uh, it's difficult being a parent because you're raising a human being. Um, aside from the the costs, right, of like medicine and, and schooling and all these things, like taking care of a child. You know what I mean? The whole emotional uh, side of it. You know, some people find difficult, right? And you know, you're a transgender woman in the Philippines, and let's be honest, the Philippines is more tolerable than friendly to to LGBT people. But why did you decide to to become a mother? Let, let's start out with that. Well, um, the reason why I decided to become a mother is because, aside from thinking what will happen next. I'm thinking, um, what's the purpose? Why I'm doing this? How about me after this? Like, there is a lot of what if in my life that I have to answer. And there is a lot of questions that I have to explore. And uh, being a transgender woman and at the same time a, a single mom, it's it's difficult. But I'm, I'm lucky enough that my mom is um, always there to help me and to guide me in everything. And uh, I would say na she's, she's the one who is um, supporting a lot, oh, not, um, uh, not in terms of any um, financial support with my, with my child, but she is the one who's taking good care of him if I'm not there. Like uh, right now, since I'm working, I have to go home uh, every uh, every off. So I have to attend on my uh, child's needs. And at the same time, um, I have to um, manage my schedule a lot. Because there are uh, things that I can no longer do. I can no longer attend to some other gatherings, some other events, other friends that are uh, calling for some outings. I, I'm not uh, free anymore, just like what uh, what my life before. Um, it is very challenging in a way that it is uh, fulfilling in my part. Um, every time I see my child, you're so happy. Like every worry every um everything that you uh think every uh challenges since that everything's gone every time that you hug your child or every time that you see him so i would say now nah, it it's worth it so you mentioned um one of the reasons well yeah that you chose to become a, your a mother is all the what ifs right you you mentioned that there are questions that you need to reflect on and all these things. If it's okay with you, what are these what-ifs that, that you mentioned? If, if it's okay for you to name a few, you know, maybe like two or three or something like that. Like, um, what would my life be if I'm old? Would there be someone who would take good care of me? Like, uh, what if... I am no longer capable of doing things. Is there anyone that would uh, um, appreciate and at the same time that would care for me? Those are what if that I've been thinking. But now it changes. 
again to another what if. Like, there is another challenge that I have to face raising a child. I'm a transgender woman. It's not even normal that uh, a transgender woman who has a child in the Philippines. In the Philippines, yeah. Yes, in the Philippines. So, um, I am thinking about what if uh, bullying might happen? How would the society would accept uh, us, my my uh, child and me? And uh, what would be the reaction of the community? Because it's it's really different. Like um, most people here in the Philippines think that it's not the normal way how um, a Filipino family, uh, a Filipino uh, family is built within. Yeah. So it's a total different change. So so with that one, um, so you really had like the nail in the bull's eye, no? wherein you said um, in the Philippines, it's not considered regular for a transgender woman to have a kid because i mean you know when you go abroad right to countries where being an lgbt person means nothing in the sense that you're treated as a regular person you're not treated yeah. special you know i mean you would rather just be treated as a normal person not and no like big celebrations or anything right so when you decided to to become a mother right you know you have your kid and all these things how did your family react to the to the news? I mean, did you talk to them first and say, "Hey, you know, I I want to have a kid. I want to be a mom." Or you know, one day you're like, "Surprise, guys!" Then you're carrying like this cute baby and showing him around. How did that um, happen? No, uh, they're not surprised actually. It's more like um, an obligation. That um, okay, um, since we're touching that part already. Uh, I will disclose a few that okay. uh, my my child is uh, um, technically. Uh, wait, wait. Um, you, you don't. If you're not ready, it's okay, Ira. Like we we don't have to get into that. I, again, I, I didn't mean to force you into anything. We we can we can skip ahead. It's okay. Okay. All right. So, okay, so your parents weren't surprised and all these things. Uh, then you mentioned earlier that you wanted to, I'm sorry, not wanted, let, let me change the question. Uh, let me change how I, how I um, worded now. So you mentioned that, you know, your obligation to your kid. Sorry, how old is your son? One year, two months. Oh, he's really a baby pa. Okay. Yes. So crazy. Um, so with that one, I assume that, you know, when you're younger without a kid, you know, you could go out, maybe have drinks with your friends or just go somewhere. You, you get what I mean, right? After work, blow off some steam, go home at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. and just leave for work again or whatever. Mm -hmm. But how big was the adjustment for you in terms of, because I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Right now, I don't have any kids. Uh, but so that's how you know, I can drink with friends. We can party. You know what I mean? I can go home drunk. No one's going to think I'm a bad influence on anyone. You know what I mean? But of course, when I have a kid in the future, I can't go home drunk. You know what I mean? That's why now I'm shifting to having wine nights instead. So, that, you know, when I have a kid in the future, it will be like, oh, dad's having a glass of wine. And I'm just there, like, 
with wine and cheese or whatever, not getting drunk. But like for you, how how drastic was the the adjustment from you know being party girl Ara who supposedly doesn't karaoke to mommy Ara, the responsible girl? You know what? I would say that it's a very extreme adjustment. Talaga. Like um going back during those um times where I, I don't have um a kid, all I think is just myself. I can party all night, I can go out with my friends, travel every weekend or the day off. Because I'm not thinking of anyone that I have I have to go home. Yeah. I have to attend something. But for now, it's more unlike uh, maturity that uh, I have to be matured enough that I am no longer just thinking about myself. Every plans and every decision that I have to take, I have to consider a lot. Um, I have to um, think what would happen next if I do this, uh, what would gonna happen. And uh, at the same time, I have to work on my budget <clears throat> because during those times where, where I don't have a child, you don't even think about it. Yeah. So last, uh, there, um, there's no limit to it. Then if, if you're free, then why not? You can go out. But for yeah. now, it's, it's very difficult. It's a very extreme adjustment. Yeah, because like when you're working, you because, you know, when you have your first job, you're really earning nothing much, right? You, you don't earn a lot. But, you know, for as long as you pay your rent, you know what I mean? And you just pay your bills. Even if you squander the rest of your salary, it's okay because you're like, I'll, I'll earn it again next month. But yeah, so with this one, if you don't mind me asking, so your kid is one and a half. He is not yet going to school, right? Obviously. Mm. So you, you, do you, so I'm curious, like, which brand of, um, of, uh, milk formula do you buy for him? Because I used to work for a, formula milk brand so i'm just curious if my skills in my job did well that it reached baguio so so i'm curious do, do you know what brand you buy pro meal it's s26 oh okay guys I'm that's not the buying that by, by everyone <laughs> apparently i'm not a good marketer so ara destroyed my dreams that i reached baguio but that's fine i'm just kidding so okay so with that one ara uh i'm just curious now no so your kid is only one and a half He'll probably begin school at three years old, I think, or four. Three or four. Wait, how old were you when you were in prep or kindergarten? Like I'm sorry. Oh. Like, what is the age for kindergartners right now? Three or four? Oh, three. 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 Okay. So he's going to go to kindergarten in one and a half years. So that's basically 2024-ish, 20, I guess. Mm. So with that, I'm just wondering, have you thought about... Because I, I assume you... How do I wait? Let, let me think of how I'm gonna phrase this. Like when your kid is studying, right? Uh, you mentioned that he might get bullied or any of these things, right? So does that mean that you're gonna be very open to him about about you know your soji and all these things, or will you wait for a certain time, then you'll be open? No, for me, um, I think it's better for uh. Um, it's better that I, I have to let him know. Um, okay. Yes. In a way that um, he would understand better 
as he grows older. Um, because uh, I, I believe that nurturing a child, it would start from within. So it's better for me to disclose that as early as now and to let him know uh, as he grow older that I'm a transgender woman. There would be no confusion with that. So I'm curious though, because I mean, me, I learned about Soji in college. You know, I was more mature in college compared to high school and all these things. So I kind of understood what it meant, right? I mean, I understand the definition of what gay is, what bisexual is, what lesbianism is, what transgenderism is. But how would you explain that to your three-year-old child? I'm curious, like, have you thought about, hey, I'm going to explain it to my son this way or that way? Like, have you, has it um, gone through your head yet or not? Yeah. Uh, I, okay. I'm thinking a lot, like, on how would I deliver this kind of information with my child? How would I position this kind of information to him that in a way that he would understand uh, in the future as he yeah. grows older? Um, yeah. I should start in saying that um, we're not um, the typical family that you see outside. Um, I'm your mom, and uh, I'm a transgender woman, um, and uh, I'm a single mom. You don't have you don't have a dad. I mean, so, you never know. Still, one and a half years. Well, I would say that I'm not ready yet for any kind of relationship as of the moment. Okay, all right, that's fair. All right. So I'm not um, counting it, though. I'm I'm open. Uh, for uh, for anyone, but not in a way that it's my priority. Okay. That to stick with a relate a serious relationship, I'm yeah. at the point right now where I would like to establish myself first and to start new. You know, do um, well in your job and all of these yeah. things. Because it's hard. Like, um, you have to uh, think a lot and. Uh, Right now, the number one uh, issue that you have to consider once you become a mom is the budget, and at the same time, on how to attend your emotion, uh, the emotional need of your child. Um, th there is even uh, a time wherein I have to go home, and then my son would prefer to uh, sleep with my mom, and uh, he doesn't even recognize me, like. What's happening? I, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm jealous in that part where yeah. oh God, I think I've been so busy with work. I've been working and that uh, I don't have a time to. Um, oh, my gosh. That is, can I just say, that is so yeah, fucking like, solid. Like, that is an emotional hard. roller coaster. Yes. It's, it's, it's hard. Like, if you're talking about your your child and uh, the emotional need, the psychological need of your child, yeah. aside yeah. from the financial needs, it's very difficult. Financial needs, if uh, you are well off and uh, any parents has the capacity to provide, then they can always do. But um, the problem is, uh, how about their emotional needs? There are things that it's not just about money. It's for you to provide what they need in every day. 
and that is very difficult. Can I just say that was a giant oof, like you know, like you know, you're 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 working so hard, you're working long nights or long days or whatever. You know, you you pro you provide everything you can. Then when you get home, your kid doesn't even recognize you. That that must have like how badly did you feel? <laughs> like on a scale of one to ten, like how bad was it? I can't imagine going through something like that. I feel like crying actually. Um, there are even times that I I I have to uh, hide from my mom and I have to cry. And then after that, it's, it's nothing happens. It seems that nothing happens. Like, um, Go ahead. I admit the fact that uh, um, because the thing is, uh, the problem is I, I can actually work at home in Tupa. Um, and uh, I, I can stay home uh, to stay with my, and work there with my child. But the problem is in uh, outskirts of Baguio, there are no internet connections. In the provinces until now there's none up until now although some places does but uh in our area uh they don't have um internet connection like the wired that? Internet connections. that is strange yes so, so but you, I, uh, you get like a pocket wi-fi right no it's not even recommended for work so uh, that's the challenge so i i was like thinking that um if I have to move, I have to get my child. And uh, once I get my child, then who will attend those needs? Those uh, every time I, I work, I, I cannot uh, you know, like be uh, with him for one hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah. I have to. Uh, I have to decide either I should stay here, but I have to travel every day. Or better, I have to stay in the city, and then uh, I I just need to go home every day off. There are even time that uh, I can't go home with my day uh, with my day off if I don't have work because um, I have to attend some meetings, some seminars too, and at the same time, I have to um, attend some personal. Uh, there is a lot of hindrances sometimes. So um, it would be better that if uh, there would be a way or a simpler way that I can go home and just work there, why not? Can, can I ask you, and again, if you're not comfortable answering this, it's, it's okay, right? But yes. back in 2020, when the pandemic happened and Baguio was one of the places that was very strict. They were like legitimately locked down. Were you with your current company in 2020? No, I stopped working in 2020. I, oh. I just uh, came back uh, back in 20, August of 20, 2021. It was just last year that I started working. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you're... you're... Oh, was your child already with you at that time? Not yet, no? 2020? Not yet. Ah, okay, okay. All right, good. I don't need to ask that question then. Okay, so you mentioned that you decided to, you know, sacrifice your your time with your kid so that you could be working there because, you know, there's no internet connection and mm -hmm. all of these things. 
And I know it's very hard for you because you love your kid, but it's really just choosing, do I do I um, stay with my child, but you know I won't be able to provide for him what he needs? Or do I sacrifice my time with him, but give him you know, what he needs and a bit more. Uh, but with that, um, would you know if, um, you know, the different service providers, if they'll start putting internet connection near your place anytime soon so that you could work from home? For what I know, they don't have plans by right now. Um, I keep myself posted in those kind of um, um, updates because... Yeah. For any, uh, for me, because right now, most of the people right now are working from home. So yeah. we need it. So as of the moment, there are no um, updates yet for that. But that's, that's completely crazy. But, you know, your, your company is so advanced that they're like, yeah, work from home for as long as you, you know, have a good internet connection. Not a problem. But you guys do have an office in Baguio City, right? Like a physical office. Yes, we have physical office. And um, people can go there, like, if their internet is down, they can just go to the office, no problem. Yes. And all of these things. All right, so so with that one, Ara, sorry, I wanted to go back a bit. No? So you were mentioning that you would explain to your kid in a very simple way wherein to explain who you are and what kind of family you guys are. But I want to ask you, do you think by the time you get to have that conversation with him. Do you think that the Philippines would have changed wherein if you're a transgender mom or if you're an LGBT parent, people don't really care? Or do you think it would still be the same old thing wherein there's going to be a lot of chica and uh, maritesses out there and, you know, bullying? What's the future in your eyes? What do you think the future will be? You know what? I don't even have any plans in settling here. <laughs> in oh, the okay. I mean, one and a half a year. That, that's, that's a, that's, <laughs> I mean, a while ago when you're like, oh, I'm going to say I'm a single mom. I'm like, uh, that's one and a half years. Maybe you might meet someone. Then now you're like, I don't plan to settling here. I'm like, wait, one and a half years is pretty short, but okay. So you, you no, but let's assume that, you know, you're, you're still here. Um, what do you think it will be like? Uh, I, I like, like your deep uh, way. Like, like what would be uh, my life? You're asking what would be my life after one and a half year? No, no, like, like um, no, it's like, you know, that in one and a half years, your son is going to be in kindergarten. And of course, you're going to be attending PTAs, you know, parent-teacher. Um, What's the A again? P- parent-teacher something parent teacher meetings yeah pta meetings there thank you you're probably like jesus christ but anyway um so you you know you'll be attending pta meetings um of course when they when you put your kid's name like for example his name is like paulo aguas is the name of your kid then you put there the mom is ara fontalion or something like that i mean the question is do you think that the future will be the same as present now we're in lgbt parents will be like the main part of gossip from our maritesses and such? Or do you think the future is a bit better because there's a lot of young parents out there 
who understand the LGBT community, who respect the LGBT community. And, you know, when they see an LGBT parent, they'll just treat you like a normal human being, which you are. So what do you think the future is going to be like once your son starts kindergarten? Well, um, honestly, in that part, of course, I, I'm already expecting that it would be uh, a point of gossips, conversation with other Marites outside. And uh, knowing for a fact as well that there is a lot of um, young parents too who understand and accept the LGBT plus community, um, I appreciate those things. But uh, the main uh, challenge here is that what if there would be um, a point where your uh, child is uh, even ashamed of introducing you as their mom or as their parent? Like, so like, um, uh, I would like to uh, make sure that um, at a very young age, um, I would start I should start nurturing my child, introducing myself, and uh, letting him know about my soji. Because that is the way how he would accept me in the first place. But thinking about what would happen uh, when he started uh, studying kindergarten, I am expecting that already. Those kind of gossips from Marites outside, But uh, like on how would I uh, position myself? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe I should cross the bridge when I'll get there. <laughs> but that is... Yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, finish that. Finish yeah. your thought. That is actually one of the challenges that I'm thinking, what if? So can I just say, like, you brought out so many situations. I'm like, oof, yeah, that would be painful. Like, don't know about what if you're a kid gets here yeah. or whatever yeah yeah wow Oof. yeah but um but with that one ara you uh, you mentioned a while ago that uh before you had your kid you were thinking about what people would think what the community would think i assume you have friends who are in the lgbt community as well right and when these friends found out that you know you have a kid you have a son what was the reception like from your friends and from the community there in Baguio? Um, my other close friends to understand and uh, at the same time accept the fact that, um, okay, uh, I'm, I'm a single mom. It's um, very unusual, but they accept it. But um, talking about my friends, um, I lose a lot of friends when I started transitioning. Okay. And uh, I gain a few. Others are uh, still my friends. I I think it's uh, I would say that it's it's normal that uh, you will lose a few and then you will gain a few. But in terms of understanding, they accept it. I don't have any um um negative feedback or there's uh, or anything that i i would say about it because my my friends my close friends are are very open i would say 
No, but like with that one, you said that your friends are accepting and such. But why wouldn't they be accepting of you being a mom? What do you mean? Like, uh... Because you said that they accepted it and all these things. Sorry, I just find it weird that... Because like for me, I'm just going to talk about you know my perspective, right? So, for example, my best friend is gay. Um, he's a gay man. And he told me that, you know, in the future, I want to have a kid. And like, okay, you know, and then for me, if he does have a kid in the future, I'll be like, cool. Um, I have a nephew. I can make him drink as early as now. Let's do it. And of course, I won't make the kid drink, right? But I mean, it's not something where I'm not like, Gio, that's the name of my best friend. I accept you for being, I find it so weird. So did you mean that they- it's very unusual. Um, let's say here in, in, here in the Philippines, you're a transgender okay. woman, part of the LGBT plus community, and suddenly you have a child. So it's it's a, a, a very, very shocking possibility. I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. It's just that, I mean, again, you know, I, you know, you, you're from, you're truly from Benguet. I'm not. I'm from Manila. Um, I guess you know where you grew up. You know, ideas and culture may be a yes, bit different. Culture compared to how I grew up. I mean, I grew up very conservatively, but, you know, because of university, you know, my eyes and my mind got more open to it and understood, um, you know, Soji and all these things. But um, but with that being said, you mentioned that you lost a few friends and you gained a few friends, right? But in terms of the LGB community themselves, I assume, again, you have friends there, right, who are part of the community. But may I ask, like, um, is there like an LGBT chapter in Baguio? Like, is there like an org there or something that's not from your work? No. Um, as far of what of what I know, we don't have any um, organization or something like. Also, oh, there's no like Bailan Baguio chapter. Ah, uh, we have. Uh, I've heard that, but. Um, I am not that active in terms of that because uh, I, I've heard a few, but uh, the Babaylan, uh, I, I've heard that to a friend, Craig. Um, yeah. But I'm not active with those uh, organizations. Okay. All right. So with that one, Aaron, you know, we spoke about your kid, about you uh you know your struggles being a mom whether it's because of money because it's emotional and all of these things then you also mentioned that you know you don't plan to to settle here uh you know maybe you're thinking of you know working abroad and all of these things why is that why do you not want to settle here i mean you know you're, you're near your family your mom you have friends who love and accept you why don't you want to settle here? You know what? Uh, one of the reasons why actually is um, I would like to start new, uh, a fresh environment. Like um, accepting the fact that uh, here in the Philippines, it's very hard to live um, the way you wanted to as part of the LGBT plus community. Um, I would prefer to maybe to establish somewhere or just to to start 
something fresh um, that I don't have the hard time to explain with a lot of people. And uh, the main point is that um, it is better to start. Yes, it's true that my family is here, but uh, thinking in the long term, um, I think it would be better for us. I think that's a very, very fair, um, you know, statement that you made. So, Ara, I don't want to keep you for too long because, you know, I'm sure you, you're very tired from work. But I do have one more question for you before I let you go. And the question that I want to ask you last is, so if there's another person out there, whether they're a transgender man, a transgender woman, or, you know, just an LGBT person, who wants to become a parent, right? You know, they want to have their own kid and all these things. Mm. What is one piece of advice you would give them? Okay. Um, I actually prepared some notes with that. Let me uh, pull that out. Uh, <laughs> I should have thought of a more <laughs> difficult question. Uh, I'm so disappointed yes. in myself. So... Like, uh, I am expecting that already. So, yes, allow me to pull that out. So that you weren't expecting me asking your favorite book, though, or your favorite song. <laughs> okay, but yeah, please, please go ahead. Yeah. Oh, where is that? Yes, she lost you know her notes. <laughs> she lost her notes. So she has to think of an answer in 30 seconds. Okay. Um, yes, she's winging it. She can't find her notes. I knew it. Uh, I am so sorry. I don't have it anymore. But anyway, going back with that, yeah. um, <laughs> here's some advice that I would like to share. That um, if you are part of the LGBT plus community. You have to choose yourself this time. It's, it's um, there's no point in living in a shadow wherein you are uh, being judged, and at the same time, uh, to live your life that uh, people should expect you to be. You have to um, choose yourself in a way that you have to live your own life. Try to um, do it yourself, do it for yourself, and not for other people not for uh, just an obligation that uh, you have to live the way they wanted to. That's my message to them. You know what? I cannot end like this or in Europe prepared. I, I just can't accept that. You know what? It's very, to tell you honestly, <laughs> it's very impromptu that I don't even expect what kind of questions. <laughs> You know what? Okay, I, I have one more question. Honestly, I'm not prepared. <laughs> yeah, your friend, so you're a friend with Mickey, so I don't believe you. So okay, <laughs> I have one last question for you. Yes. Okay, and I hope you're ready for this, because it, it's a question that I feel a lot of people are, you know are debating about it. So it's going to be a very difficult question. I hope you're you're, you're ready for that. 
But what do you think about whether you call it same-sex civil union or same-sex marriage? How do you feel about that here in the Philippines? You can name it whatever you want, but the point is people of the same gender can, you know, legally be bound together. How do you feel about that? If it would be um, legalized Legal- already yeah. for uh, same-sex union and everything. Yeah, you can name it whatever you want, but it's basically the, sa- the same thing we're thinking about. Well, it would be better that if... if- uh, if only if same-sex union and uh, um, the Philippines is uh, open for uh, that, there would be your personal take. Because wait, uh, here's something I want to you know to to bring out there, not to people. Because I I've interviewed senatorial candidates in this podcast, two two presidential candidates before, and they corrected it. They said that marriage is not only the term for the church or any religion but Mm -hmm. it's also a marriage license which is a civil thing so it could be a civil marriage right so marriage is not just stuck to the catholic church or to whatever religion it can be also in the state so sorry sorry to cut you off but yeah whether you call it civil union same-sex marriage doesn't matter but I guess your own take ara no and don't be and don't try to play it safe i just want to hear what ara Fontalion believes in. Do you think that the Philippines should allow civil union, same-sex marriage, whatever you want to call it, should allow that to be legalized? They should. They should legalize it. And uh, that is also your... I think I would say that it's not even... um, It's not even that uh, there would be an option that... uh, they should or they they uh, they will not legalize it but it is a must that they should legalize it for me um why not because a lot of uh, people right now uh i would say with the lgbt plus community uh i have i actually have a friend uh just to give an example that they've been together for a very long time and uh, there is even a question what if um um his boyfriend will die okay um aside from um aside from his boyfriend would would die or uh anything how about the property or any uh um um aside from the property or anything there are no even um like um how would i say it um yes no like uh there's no protection in a way that they have uh, equal rights to it. Like uh, they, they even need to consult their parents, which is not supposedly because they are partners for how many uh, how many years already. Yeah. So uh, those are the questions that um, what if there uh, what if uh, something bad will happen with the uh, with her partner in the future? So what would what would be her side to that? So there's no even protection. There's no right to protect uh, to protect her in a way, and uh, to decide uh, for for their own because they have to consult their parents and everything. So that's uh, a very um, difficult decision, and I would say that uh, 
Philippines should legalize it. All right. Well, I'm glad that I actually got the Ara who didn't prepare with that. So thank you so much, Ara, for that. So Ara, uh, before we go, you know, um, of course, you know, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I know you're a very busy lady, uh, you know, with what you've told me. So thank you again for, you know, for giving us your time. But before we let you go, um, for our listeners who may want to follow you on Instagram or Facebook, or if there's a guy out there who wants to take you out for coffee, where could they contact you on your social media? I'm sorry, you're uh, cutting in and out. Wow. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, you know, again, thank you again for being here. But uh, before we let you go, uh, you know, what if I have a listener who wants to hear some motherly advice from you or if there's a guy out there who wants to take you out for coffee, what socials can they contact you in, you know, stuff like that? I'm not that so active with social media. <laughs> Even with the, my Instagram, you can see a few um of my followers but yeah. uh yes they can contact me on my facebook account um i'm i'm open with my messenger okay so your facebook name is amira um, amira ashley fontalion yeah all right so yeah um ara yeah why is your nickname ara if your name is amira why not amy or yeah, um or ira um when I decided to choose that name, actually, yeah. um, Amira, uh, if I'm going to take the first letter of that um, name and uh, the last part of it, the I la. should remove the me and then just call it Ara. It yeah. should be Ara. So uh, not to make it very mouthful, then it would be Ara. Oh, okay. I thought there was like some deeper meaning. But anyway, yeah, Ara, thank you again so much. Uh, Iglap will be back this uh, Thursday. We'll continue with our Pride Month uh, special. But yeah, thank you again, everyone. Ara, thank you again. Uh, goodbye, thank everyone. Thank you so much.